1: Welcome to Jersey Shore. I'm a very tired Jordan from Jersey, joined as usual by Pierce, who is a year older. Well, not since the last time we recorded, but we yeah. just celebrated his birthday, so happy birthday, Pierce. Happy birthday
0: to me. Good morning, all the
1: people that we, we listen
0: to. It's not even really morning, it's afternoon, but... I uh, guess uh, it is
1: barely afternoon. I actually slept on Pierce's couch last night after the party, and... Uh, so yeah, that's why I sound weird. Yep, and I'm apparently more of a morning person, so... <laughs> Not more tripper. I am as far as one could possibly be from a morning or afternoon person when I, that is my morning, so. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, today we are going to discuss Avengers, New Avengers, mm-hmm. and the upcoming Infinity event from Marvel uh pretty much full spoilers from Avengers and New Avengers that have been published thus far, which is Avengers issues one through seventeen, I believe, and New Avengers one through nine, I okay, believe. Okay, apparently I'm like three issues behind. Seventeen really? It Might be I could I could double check on my on my phone. But uh so those issues will be discussed in in spoiler terms and we will be uh guessing as to what's going to be happening in Infinity. Some of the stuff we know from promotional information of what to expect and other stuff because it's Hickman could go in so many awesome directions, who knows. Mm -hmm. But yes, this is Avengers and New Avengers written by Jonathan Hickman, Um, Infinity written by Jonathan Hickman, and Nick Spencer has done some uh, co-writing credits on there as well. Various really fantastic artists through both series, and uh, Jim Chung will be doing the art for Infinity. Names I don't know. Yay! <laughs> but uh, some very well-known artists and some up-and-comers. Um, I, one thing I've been really impressed with, Marvel and their current Avengers series, the, the two main ones at least, is you know, you've know you got Hickman, who's a, a relatively new uh, hire to the comic book community, if you will. He, he's only yeah. been here about five years now. And basically, they've been pairing him up with a lot of great artists, but also ones who are also... Relatively new to comics, and I think it 's kind of awesome I mean, a lot of them are people that he 's worked with before on smaller books, but it is really cool to see them um, using Jonathan Hickman as basically as an instrument to to bring in these new artists and to really spotlight them. Um, and I, I suppose some of that is to make him feel comfortable because he's uh, written books with them before, but also it just helps grow the stable of artists they have. Yeah. It helps grow people's appreciation of newer artists, and more options in comics, just like in anything, is almost always better. It just gives you more to choose from and allows you to make things better, when, or, or tailor things to more people, if you will. Yeah. Um so, Pierce, you're a few issues behind me on both Avengers and New Avengers, right?
0: Yeah, the last thing I read was um, the end of it was Hydra accidentally woke up the, the uh, thing.
1: Yeah, that might only actually be one issue of Avengers you're behind on that. Maybe two at the most. Okay, alright. I hope so. And, and what was the last issue of New Avengers you read?
0: Uh, was it the going to war thing? I think it might be the going to war thing.
1: Now, had the war started, or was it just a, was it just a, we're going to war? It
0: was just a, we're
1: going to war. Okay, so you're also one issue behind our new Avengers. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the whole war
0: with Atlantis thing, which, I mean, has been coming since AVX. Yeah. Now, my question is, is that something Hickman planted, or is that something that... He's because, just picking up? Yeah, that was in the world and he's going to use to his advantage.
1: I mean, it's hard to say because he was one of the writers of AVX, right? So Was he? I oh, yeah, yeah. He, it was him, Fraction, Bendis, and somebody else, I believe. I want to say it was four writers total. But anyway, um, so he was involved with the planning, he was involved with the writing. Was he the guy to come up with that specific idea? Unknown, okay. I would say. Um, or maybe it is known and I just don't know it. I have read a lot about all this stuff, but that particular factoid, I'm not sure about. But so, should we start with New Avengers, because that kind of starts t- chronologically first? Or, I mean, it definitely starts chronologically Yeah,
0: universe, I mean, I but, guess it does. Uh,
1: so, we've got a problem in the Marvel Universe at the moment. Um, you've got the multiverse, and for some reason, apparently you know what to comic's me, but do you ever come across people who will say something along the lines of, oh yeah, because Marvel doesn't have a multiverse, like a... Uh, sarcastic type way. No, I've never. I've heard run that. into this a lot, and I have no idea what the what the origin is. But it's people saying Marvel doesn't have a multiverse sarcastically when they clearly mean it does. But they're saying it almost like Marvel denies having a multiverse, and well, I I mean I can understand
0: it in that Marvel tends to keep their except for fringe things, you know, like the Deadpool Kills series. Like they tend to keep their multiverse separate. While, if you look at, like, DC, you know, it, reading uh, Green Lantern, they mention it, not regularly, but they make it clear that there's a multiverse, that, and they talk about it, and things hinge on the multiverse, and, you know, there's a lot more interdimensional things than, than Marvel does. And so, uh,
1: maybe that's what they do? I don't know if I'd say that's even close to being true, though. Really? Marvel does a ton of stuff with the multiverse. Hickman accepted. Oh, okay. I mean, Hickman does a lot of work with it, too, but, I mean, just not even counting him. But anyway, my point was that I, I get the impression that people respond to this, like Joe Quesada had at one point said, oh, Marvel doesn't have a mu- multiverse or something, tw- like 15 years ago, and people are still upset about that or something? I don't know. Really? Like, okay. any, which, whatever happened, get over it, people, Marvel has a multiverse, which is currently collapsing. Basically, if you take four, uh, this is as it was outlined in the comics anyway, if you take four constants in time, the beginning of the universe, the end of the universe, um, and then in, in between those two, you have the beginning of Earth when those atoms coalesced, and the destruction of Earth. Those yeah. are the four basic constants that matter in in, in this story at least. Yeah. I'm sure there are other constants that do matter. But in some far off corner of the multiverse, some alternate Earth was destroyed prematurely. Yeah. And that took with it its entire universe. Basically, just a big explosion destroyed that planet, and then it went out uh, you know ripple wise and destroyed the entire universe. That universe. Well, that left a bit of a space in the multiverse. Think, like, pick-up sticks or something. And all the other universes close by to that universe moved in just a little bit to fill the space. Mm-hmm. Um, they moved a little bit too quickly, and they two of them hit and exploded, creating a bigger space, which meant more universes f- went in to fill those spaces, and it started a chain reaction throughout the multiverse, which is destroying one Earth after another. Okay. And so Black Panther finds out first, because the first Earth happens to uh, the first Earth to interact with the six one six, the main Marvel Marvel Universe um, appears in the skies over Wakanda, and uh, that's where he learns, oh, this is happening. This is not a good idea. He contacts the Illuminati, which he also thinks is not a good idea, but he he's aware that they may be able to help. Um, he captures one of the people involved from the other Earth who actually jumps to our Earth and destroys that Earth. yeah. Black Swan. Uh, her name, yes, her name is Black Swan. Goofy name, kind of a cool character. Yeah, once you get into the backstory, it's kind of a lot more interesting. And it's a, it seems to be kind of more of a title than actually like her superhero name, if you will, because she's not really a superhero. And we yeah. are aware there are a number of Black Swans. They're yeah. kind of heralds of the destructions of these Earths. Um, and so a lot of the information we have on the whole, what's happening and why, is from her, and she has been already shown to be a very unreliable narrator. She is giving her version of the way she understands it, which may be filtered through her own motives of um, some type of weird religion involving the the great destroyer of, of great destroyer. what is yeah. his name? Alum Ralau c- or something like I that. I don't
0: know. Something you know, something foreign sounding. Not in like a nationality thing. No, but like, like, like clearly a, a non like alien name
1: or something. Yeah. Um, and so the information I just gave you is from her, so some of it may, may be proven to be not true, all of it could be proven to not, to not be true, but so far it actually seems to be pretty much on the money. The, the reasoning why, maybe not, but what, what is actually happening does seem to be, uh, f- to follow that. So, Earths have been, ap- have been appearing uh, in the sky over our Earth, or at least the Marvel 616 Earth, um, all throughout New Avengers the Illuminati, which has been keeping it secret, no one knows about it, has been showing up and finding various ways to stop the incursions. Because basically what happens is another Earth appears over the sky of your Earth, and you have a very short period of time yeah. to do something, because if those two Earths touch, they will both be destroyed. So your options are, well, one, you could destroy the other Earth, but that's genocide, yeah, well, or I mean, planicide, if you will. Um or you could. One time, they tried using the Infinity Gauntlet to push the other Earth away in space and time, which destroyed five of the six Infinity Gems, which it is a big w- deal.
0: Destroyed
1: in air quotes because it's more Marvel; no, it'll never Wait, be gone forever. I'm but. sure they can be rebuilt or something. But in other words, it was a big deal. Yeah. So,
0: which which I'm I'd be curious
1: to figure out
0: because I mean, the last time we saw the Infinity Gauntlet was another Hickman
1: thing um, was with Doom. Well, that was not our Infinity Gauntlet. That was a different Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, that
0: was a different Infinity, Infinity Gauntlet?
1: Infinity Gauntlets only work in their own native universe. Yeah. And he was in a different universe using it, so it's I thought he was in it.
0: a space between universe, and I thought that would be, like, in flux
1: as to what would work um, in there. No, I believe he went through a gate into his own universe. Into it completely. creator. Okay. Way. Um But no, the last time we saw the Infinity Gauntlet was in New Avengers number 3, when they used it and it destroyed yeah, the six yeah I just, I didn't know if, like, the one that uh, Doom was using was the same thing. No, mean, technically he I? had two. Only no, one was, was being used in the universe he was in, but... Okay.
0: Alright, so I'm now realizing I am two issues behind. On Avengers? Uh, on Avengers. So, okay. last I read was uh, 14, and then there's 15 and 16.
1: That sounds so. right. So, Avengers 1 through 16, and then New Avengers, what, 1 through 8 or 9? Is, is that uh, what? I haven't found that, but probably something like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, so the last time we had talked about Avengers was way back at the beginning of Jersey Shore, um, and this was uh, right before you had gotten a chance to read New Avengers number three. Now, you're yeah. a big fan of Captain America on the book.
0: Yeah, I like
1: Mr. Morality, yep. Um, which is exactly what the other members of the Illuminati did not like. And after Cap basically said, look, we will find a way, we will not destroy these other planets, uh, they kicked him out. They wiped his brain of all memories of the Illuminati. Yeah. They kicked him out and they went, yeah, we kind of agree with you. It's a bad idea, but we have to do it. Because if we don't destroy these other Earths, we're all going to die. Yeah. And as much as we'd love to moralize and say uh, all Earth, all lives are you know, have equal weight and we won't commit mass murder, um, we will to save ourselves. Yeah. And so New Avengers has been a book about... Heroes, ostensibly. I mean, you also have Namor in there, but you know, you could argue either way with him. Heroes making the worst possible decisions that they—not that they're—not that the the decisions they make are terrible, but that the decisions they are forced to make are terrible to save their lives, their planets,
0: and basically heroes
1: becoming very dark.
0: But what I liked about um, uh, Cap being on the team was that. It was, it was a, not a question, you, you know, the way you phrase that, forced to make. When Cap was on the team, it became a question of, are we forced to make it? And then everyone else will just assume that the answer was yes, except for Cap. And then that's, that's kind of, you know, the morality basis that they X'd him off of. You know, and so now there's no, there is no voice or reason. And so, and, you know, I can definitely pick up that's what Hickman was trying to do. And now it's showing the collapse of that structure when there's no voice of reason inside of a team. Even though, even people that are traditionally the voice of reason, like even Beast, who is, you know, I think, been a pillar of, you know, peace and trying to achieve peace uh, throughout the Marvel Universe. You know, even he's on board with this whole, you know, this is the decision we have to make, so we got to go blow up the planet thing, you know? And so, and I think now it's dissolving into infighting, which is what happens when you, you know,
1: go down that dark path. But is it dissolving into infighting any more than it would have? Because the only infighting is Namor and be- or and, Namor and, and Black Panther, and they were already going to be doing that because one destroyed yeah. the other's country.
0: Well, I mean, absolutely, and, and uh, I think that that is very interesting, and I'm very glad they're going down that route. But I think there's a little bit more, I think... Uh, Especially with Black Swan and her hatred of um, Strange, I think I can see a little bit of that as well, where everyone's all like, Strange, go away. Like, she doesn't like you. Like, Doctor
1: Strange specifically. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so, she. well, yeah, Black Swan hates magic, apparently, for whatever reason. Which could Um, be because Alumra, the Great Destroyer, whoever it is, is a magical-based character or something, or maybe, I forget who the entity that Doctor Strange essentially worships is, but maybe it's that guy. Yeah, potentially. Uh, that could be an interesting twist. But,
0: you know, just where the team is, I can see it getting more and more polar- polarized, especially with this fight between Namor and um, Black Panther. I can only see, it's not like everyone's going to be like, oh, guys, come on, let's stay neutral. Like, you know, I think
1: there's obviously going to be sides chosen there, too. And I think it's... Now, it's interesting. You haven't read the newest issue of New nope, Avengers. Nope, so I don't know what happens. But I'm going to tell you. Okay. Because I know you're normally okay with spoilers. Yeah, pretty much. Um... The fight, while Namor and Black Panther do not like each other. The fight is really... Do not like is a very understated... I mean, even if you take away the destruction of Wakanda thing, they generally don't like each other. That's fair. But this fight is not between Namor and Black Panther. This fight is between Wakanda and Atlantis. Yeah. And so in the next issue of uh, New Avengers, which you have not read, but I have, um, well, the one you read, you, you saw Shuri, the current uh, king of, or queen of Wakanda. You saw her declare war on on, on Atlantis. Not Black Panther. Black Panther was against it. Oh yeah, and made that clear. He was like, you know, even though he does want to eventually fight them, it was this is not the time. There are bigger things going on than you oh, understand. Yeah. Um, Because, like we said, they're they're keeping this incursion deal with the multiverse collapse secret. Because,
0: in case you haven't read it, we should make it clear that it's not like a giant Earth appears and everyone's like, "Oh, okay,
1: this is par for the course these days." Like, it's hidden. Yeah, you can only see it if if you're within a certain radius of the actual um, incursion point, like where the Earths are, where the two Earths are closest. You have to be within like a certain distance to actually see where the multiverse barrier basically has collapsed. Yeah. Um, and so, so far, the only people who are aware of that are the Illuminati, um, Doctor Doom, yeah. and Doctor Doom's son, Kristoff, uh, uh, who is, I think, technically not his son. I know it's complicated. It's not the It's fact. always complicated. Um, but so, in the issue you have not read, uh, Namor is in Wakanda, mm-hmm. just like he was before. He's still d- doing business there. Um, when Black Panther brings him to a meeting room and basically says, look, I'm doing this for you as a courtesy. You need to go to Atlantis now because Wakandan forces are already on their way. Lots of people are going to die. You need to be there with your people. Yeah. In a show of good faith, essentially, of, look, this is not me. I did not make this decision. I fought against this decision, but lots of your people are about to die, and I'm telling you, because I could just not say anything and let you stay here and not know yeah. or be too late. Um and so Namor still doesn't take that well. He still thinks the Black Panther. His name was a butt more. and he always will be a butt. Um but Namor what? goes back to Atlantis and essentially still gets there too late and pretty much all of Atlantis has been destroyed. So now oh. now Wakanda and Atlantis are pretty much even now granted this is war. So it's never going to be even, you know? Yeah, exactly. You can never go, oh, well, I guess both got destroyed. All right, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: (laughs) Fairly good match. (laughs) Well, I guess that's over now, no. Uh, But so I think the issue actually ends with Namor holding, I don't know if it was Namorita or just a female... Namorita. Yeah, it's it's a real character. Um, But holding a female Atlantean um, dead and yelling, just basically out of rage and anguish into the depths of the ocean... Okay. and basically this is not going to go well. Um, so that's the basic thing in in New Avengers, is this group of six or seven, depending on uh, the time period in the book, heroes trying to stop the complete destruction of the multiverse. They're not just trying to destroy other Earths, they're actively trying to figure out what is causing this, how can we stop it, but until then, this is a stopgap measure to keep them alive long enough to figure it out, basically. Yeah. Um, they've still got... Um, in 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 the hall of not hall of the dead. It's called a necropolis. It's yeah the the, the kingdom. It's basically the, like yeah, the necropolis. tomb area of yeah. Wakanda that that um, Black Panther is king of. He's the king of the dead in Wakanda right now. Um, they're keeping Black Swan prisoner down there. Where the Black yeah. Swan we have met. They're also keeping an alternate universe Terax prisoner down there, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and who seems and to be like hatching he... some type of plan with
0: black people. well i I really like that actually
1: interaction because they're both I guess psychers or whatever and, when, and please define that term for listeners who may not know oh telepaths telepaths, yes, they are able to, to communicate telepathically and basically hatch plans while it seems like they're just sitting there in silence yes
0: and smirking there's a lot yes. of smirking there's so much smirking in I feel like in Hickman's stuff like he just loves smirking, but um, <laughs> yeah i I think I think it's definitely interesting. Um. Would I guess now I have to read the issue and you know that doesn't surprise me that they went you know tit for tat there and and obliterated Atlantis. I'm impressed they obliterated Atlantis seeing as it's underwater and none of them are fish people. No, but they or, had
1: major technology. They're like well, the most true. technologically advanced nation on the planet. So. Yeah, that's true. They had very, uh, if I remember correctly, very like 1960s uh, future inspired underwater suits, basically okay. underwater space suits, and plasma rifles that would fire underwater, and the Atlanteans were coming at them with swords, and they just mowed them down. Yeah, Atlanteans apparently really like their old school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently to their detriment, yeah, because yeah. they do have access to other technology, but... They're... They also have g- access to giant fish creatures, which I'm surprised they didn't like... I think in this case dragon. it was it was more of a caught them unawares and Namor wasn't there. Gotcha. And they just pretty much rained destruction on them. Yeah. I don't feel too bad for them. But have you seen... You, you brought up the inviting before. Have you seen any other infighting release shoot up other than Cap? Uh, so, definitely the Cap
0: thing. Um, I, I, like I said, I can definitely see them distancing themselves from Doctor Strange, but Doctor Strange is also distancing himself from them because he's off doing his own weird summoning the devil thing, uh, whatever creature thing that... that they keep hinting at that he's going to summon or whatever it is. Um, so I I definitely just see them. Um, and, you know, Reed and Tony, uh, you know, are kind of peas in a pod and get along. But on that, like, I just see the team, not even infighting, I guess, as much as it's team dissolvement and everyone's kind of being pulled in different directions. And there well, yeah, and
1: that's part of Infinity, like yeah. the upcoming event, which we'll get to after we talk about Avengers. Um,
0: and I think that's kind of the whole point where instead of Avengers Assemble, it's Avengers kind of break apart
1: slowly. And, and not, not, not in an Avengers Disassemble type way from that storyline, This is just more of a, they're being called in other directions and have to deal with other things while at the same time want to stop this. And they're not really Avengers. Like, despite them all being called the New Avengers, this is the Illuminati. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think that's fair to say that both Avengers and New Avengers are not really Avenger books. They're just... Well, Avengers is. Um, I mean, that
1: is a team of Avengers. That is a team of Avengers. Whereas I'm saying, like, if you take that quote of uh, Bruce Banner's quote in the Avengers movie, we're not a team, we're a time bomb. Yeah. That really applies to New Avengers. They're not a team. They're a time bomb. That's They're, they're a timed nuclear detonation. Well, know? yes. One that's gone off several
0: times already, apparently. But, yes. uh... Yeah. I, it's just interesting that, um... Hickman kind of took those two books. And I feel like they're a story that Hickman wanted to tell.
1: And then Marvel was like, let's put the name Avengers on both of them. The only reason why I disagree is uh, the Illuminati was created in New Avengers. Yeah, Civil War, right? Um... Well, I mean, technically, I think the Illuminati was around much earlier than that, it's just they were introduced okay. to the Marvel Universe as, oh, this is the secret history that you never knew about, these are the guys who were behind a lot of things that have happened. Um, but so they were introduced in New Avengers, so it's always been a New Avengers concept. Oh yeah, and Black Bolt, We've, we haven't Well, that I was on. about to bring him up, because Black Bolt is also doing some very interesting things that you don't know about yet, they've been hinted at, but it's been very, like, cloak and dagger, not Well, not didn't
0: characters. he just get his own title or something?
1: A new uh, I just saw in the new releases. Oh, that Black Bolt, something about, like, not Enemy of One, but Enemy of the State or something like that. Oh, is that what it is? Well, it was a reprinting of a classic Black Bolt story. It was, oh, okay, I thought he was a it I, was, it a like I saw the same thing in the new releases, and I was like, what is this? Um, but he is going to be involved in the thing that happens after Infinity, which is the new, it'll be the new Marvel status quo. In between every event, pretty much, they will do, they'll do, um... Civil War, and then they will do the initiative. The, initi- the initiative yeah. is not a crossover um, event. It is just, this is the title we put on all the books that happen after Civil War. It's basically the new status quo. Like A plus X? And kind of. I guess that kind of counts, sure. Um, I don't know if I'd say that was a status quo so much. Yeah, but, that's fair. Um, after Secret Invasion, you had one. After all these ones, well, you've had one, pretty much. Um, the status quo after Infinity will be called Inhumanity, and so Black Bolt and the Inhumans will be majorly featured, yeah. and that is that is being set up right now in New Avengers, an issue I've not read. Like I said, they've hinted at it, but they haven't really given specifics as to what is happening. And basically, um, Black Bolt had his, is having his brother or brother-in-law, I don't actually know the i of I think brother. The dog? No, 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 uh, Maximus, the man. Oh, uh, Okay. He's been having him build some devices, and we haven't really known what they were. The
0: devices, yeah. And we
1: still don't fully know what all of them are, because, like I said, there's a plural. One of them was this basically pocket dimension, where Black Bolt can speak without causing oh that would disruption. It is, yeah. because basically it's a universe that has no tone, no uh, sound tone. So because there's no pitch specifically, okay. So because there's no pitch, he can speak without. Complete destruction. So it's basically like a meeting room where he can take place and like fully speak and not just and not, communicate. Yeah, telepathically. And not have his work. wife
0: do all the talking. I feel like I feel like that's a
1: like a relationship commentary in that. Yeah, well, so, I mean, Medusa's a big deal character. Yeah, she is. But um, so that's one of the things. The other thing involves a what looks like a missile that we know is housing the Terrigen Mists. Which the Terrigen Mists, for anybody who doesn't know, with the Inhumans, basically it's the thing you get exposed to that mutates you into a full-blown inhuman. Okay. Um, it does not affect normal humans. So, like, if this were to be launched to Earth, let's say, it would not, or, or let's say, Fallout hit Earth, which yeah. seems to be what the direction they're going with is going to be, it would not mutate a normal human. It probably wouldn't really have any effect. hmm But what, what seems to be the setup from the different promotional materials they put out is, um... P- Pierce and I both being raised in the church when at least when I was younger and now Pierce still currently, you're mm-hmm. familiar with the term Nephilim. Yes, a Nephilim would have been basically there are a few very weird um, references in like Genesis where. Oh, yeah, there's that time when angels and demons would go down to the planet Earth and uh, have offspring with humans before God was like, no, no, that's the bad idea. So, yeah.
0: or, or, I mean, the basic concept of demigods, you know?
1: Yes, and that's essentially what they were, was you had a race of people called the Nephilim yeah. who were half angel or demon, H- half Half spiritual human, being, half, yeah. And mm-hmm. they were giants, they were various things. Basically, what seems to be the setup of inhumanity is... Fallout from this device, whether intentionally or unintentionally, is going to hit Earth. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of humans who are half-human, half-inhuman on Earth, probably unknowingly. Like, it goes way back in their yeah. genetic code. And when they are hit by this miss Fallout, all of a sudden you're basically going to have Mutants Mark Two, A okay. whole new breed of people who um, will have powers suddenly, will not know how to use them, will be outcast by humanity, but will be super powerful. But will they be accepted by the human inhumans? Will they be accepted by the humans? Unlikely on the human front. Will on they the be accepted front. by the mutant front? Yeah, that's another thing. So it's going to be like this whole new faction. That,
0: that's interesting because I... I um, um, what's it called? Um, I've been reading the the Uncanny X-Men series. And that's pretty much the, the premise of what's been going on already, is that you know, after AVX, you have this whole new wave of mutants already. And, you know, AVX is actually doing a pretty good job of, of doing the whole revolution thing and, and, you know, trying to start all that. And um, So I think that would be a really interesting if you added a third dimension to that, not only the human-mutant kind of war going on, but the human-inhuman-mutant war and how that would be portrayed. Because that could be very interesting. Yeah, so
1: we don't know. Like, that's literally what I've said so far is pretty much all we know. It's going to be a big deal. It's going to be the new status quo after Infinity. How it happens, why it happens, the exact ramifications, we don't know. But that's about all we do. So let's jump back. Um, that happens after Infinity. Let's yeah. ha- jump back over Infinity to Avengers proper. Mm-hmm. So we talked about the first few issues um, Back in episode one or two. Oh, yeah, because
0: it talks about how much I like Dex
1: yeah. Yes. Um, who's still around. and who Yeah, I'm
0: glad they brought him looks back. looks like his
1: people will be showing up pretty soon. Which I'm surprised. I thought they were each very individualistic, but I guess not. It's it's really hard to say because we see other people who look like they're of his race, quote-unquote, or his species. Yeah. Um, but they have, like, different horns, you know, a la saga. Yeah. Or, uh, and different genders. And so it's really unclear, like... We don't know yet. This is mostly from promotional yeah. materials that have been released. Yeah. Well, we know see, they're coming, m-
0: but my my, well, my thought was... All right, so the robot thing carried around eggs... And that was, was Aleph. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one was white, one was black. I thought, like, everyone had different, like, two little eggs. Every robot that got signed out had two completely different... Like, his were black and white, but some were red and blue. Some were green and yellow. Like, you know, and each birth was completely different, creating completely new builders. But I guess not. I guess the idea is there's always someone similar to X and, Hilo, and someone
1: probably similar to Abyss. Which I think both directions would be interesting. Yeah. I, I don't think, like, this one is, like, somehow less interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, it just has its own different twists and turns. But, so, we had already talked about, you know, uh, these these, uh, evolutionary pods get launched from Mars. The Avengers go up to find out, hey, what's going on? They fight X and, Hilo, and Abyss and Aleph, they get their... Butts handed to them basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Cap assembles a whole giant group of Avengers. They assemble. They go back to rescue the Avengers who are still trapped there, um, and they take them down pretty handily. The Avengers take down the aliens pretty handily. Yeah. And Max and Nihilo, who you like, and so do I. Yeah. Not a villain. He's just kind of he's kind of above everything. And
0: and yeah, I think that's kind of why I like him is that he's not he's I, cosmically
1: aloof, if you will. Yeah,
0: I I tend to not like. Villains as much unless they have that really added dimension where they're not truly evil. Like that's why I've always liked Magneto. I think he, I would say he's my favorite villain. Other aside from Venom,
1: that's a completely different story. But like Magneto has a, he's not evil despite the fact he created a group called the Brotherhood of the Evil Mutants, mutants, which in my opinion was just really bad PR. Yeah, that's just a bad name choice. But like it was the sixties. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know,
0: so it really wasn't. You know, what I like about Magneto is, I mean, he's not. Evil as much as, you know, he and Xavier are trying to pretty much achieve the same thing, but completely different routes. And that's kind of what I like about Ex Hilo, is that he's not evil. He has his own thing that he's doing, and it's not a bad thing that
1: he's doing. And in his <clears throat> in his mind, he's here on Mars to send Earth a gift, a gift yeah. of advanced evolution. And you should be happy. It's going to wipe you out but it's going to bring your planet to the next level. Aren't you excited? Yeah. No, we're not. And once he has that explained <laughs> to him, he's like, okay, so I won't do that. He's like, fine, fine, I'll stay on Mars, fine. Uh, I'll evolve Mars instead. This should be fun. It's my own little playground. He's basically a kid playing Minecraft. Yeah, that's um, really what it is. And he's yeah. ba- he was kicked off one server, but he was given his own server. kicked <laughs> so. yeah. off All the people on that one server really didn't like him. So, <laughs> so after all the stuff, we discussed uh, several... Episodes ago, back in like episode two, they leave Ex-Nelio on the moon, and I guess Abyss is there too. Mars, Mars. Oh yeah, yes, Mars, not the, not the moon. And they take with them Adam. So Adam was this uh, kind of prototype, next evolution generation human yeah. that Ex-Nelio created. They bring him back to Earth. They leave everybody else on Mars. All the, all the uh, builders and such. And I guess they're not technically builders. They're creations of creations of the builders, but they're part of that league. Yeah. ex and Abyss. Leave them on the moon to continue with their evolutionary stuff, but on Mars. I keep saying the moon, but on Mars. Yes, Mars. Basically, let Mars be your playground, create whatever you want there, leave Earth alone. And they come back to Earth with Adam. And Tony Stark sets off trying to figure out, like, who is Adam? Like, he speaks in the, the Builder Code language, so Which, can I translate... I
0: understand that I get they wanted to be able for people to code it, but the fact that it's a... 26-letter system, and it works out
1: perfectly. You know, it's a substitution code, or a substitution cipher. What are you going to do, you know? Anything more complicated than that just gets annoying. So, Tony Stark's trying to figure out who Adam is, what Adam's abilities are, what he means for the human race. Meanwhile, uh, we have... I think we were in the middle of those issues coming out that were about Hyperion and Smasher and Captain Universe, like, introducing them.
0: Yeah, Captain Universe being... uh, What's-his-name's-God,
1: that's a whole thing. Yeah, she's the universe. She is the embodiment of the universe. Yeah. That's what the power cosmic is, uh, essentially. So we're introduced to them. Um, We we kind of start to go out to the different sites on Earth Mm -hmm. where the evolution uh, bomb pods from Mars had landed. They try to contain them, quarantine them, but they find some new species there, including some, like, children-type things. Zebra children! That uh, Hyperion essentially adopts, and there's a couple cool issues about them. Yeah, I gotta say that that issue with Thor and Hyperion is probably my favorite issue. Um, the Well, there was, a, there was a two-parter, is that what you're referring to? Yeah, I guess it was a two-parter. Well, I mean, and there's a, there's other characters there, too, but where the High Evolutionary shows up and there's dinosaurs in the Savage yeah, Land and stuff. Yeah,
0: that, that's not my favorite I think my favorite part is is the whole idea... Because the children are, are self-sufficient, right? They They never get tired, they never have to really eat, like, you know, they never have to really drink, they're just... They just go. and They go don't even have
1: them. to breathe necessarily. Yeah, exactly. We they
0: they just go and go and go. So they're
1: trying to figure out like
0: what is the deal? Yeah, and, and, like, and Starks like, you know, goes to Hyperion, and Thor's like, hey, you guys are like gods, and they're more or less like gods right now. So why don't you know show them the ropes and stuff like that? And I really like that because it's just these two guys who aren't. Aren't omnipotent, but you know are probably super, super powerful, super powerful. Two of the more powerful members on the team, and they're just talking about what that's like. And uh, the the line that really sticks out to me the most, uh, Hyperion at one point goes, you know, it's the responsibility for those that have everything to look around and see that those are those who are in need. And and I really like that line. Um, and I think that's when Hyperion really grew on me his character. Is you know these two are, I don't want to say genuinely selfless, because, I mean, Thor's known to, you know, just want to go smash and, and
1: drink, drink and, and yeah.
0: womanize, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, it definitely shows a lot of heart in these two issues where their responsibility, they've taken on the responsibility of, since they are never in need, to look to others. And, and that's, you know, we talked to before about Superman, and that's what I admire about him, and, you know, just stuff like that. It's the responsibility of those with everything. So... And that's, I think, why it was definitely my favorite issues. You know, high evolutionary and all that
1: weird stuff aside. Well, I thought that was kind of fun. That was that was particularly fun. because it was it was Thor and Hyperion, Spider Man, Spider Woman, and Hawkeye. I believe were the main guys. There might have been Falcon yeah. as well. Yeah, well, yeah, Hawkeye and Spider Woman doing you know. Whatever. But basically, all of them trying to take different groups of the of the Zebra Kids and teach them various lessons. Yeah, and how those different lessons. Did or did not work, or yeah, crossover exactly. was pretty
0: fun. Hawkeye, Spider Man, you know, are just Spider Woman, Spider sorry, are just lounging in the sun, you know, in their bathing suits, and they're like, "Shouldn't we be teaching these kids?" And Hawkeye's like, "Yeah, whatever, I don't care." And they're like climbing and falling down mountains and stuff, you know. Spider mans teaching them combat and never to trust anyone because this is the
1: uh, Doc Ock Spider Man.
0: Yeah, unfortunately.
1: Oh, I thought uh, I thought it worked pretty well. <laughs> it, it did work well, but it, I, it's just he's t- he's tiring on me. Oh, see, I'm, I'm just. Did you read the most recent uh, Superior Spider-Man issue with uh, uh, Spider-Man attacking Shadowland and the Kingpin? No, I didn't it's read that. It's kind of brilliant. You kind of have to read that issue. It's okay. amazing. It is so ridiculous. It's hilarious. Spider-Man has minions now and giant robots and is essentially the most efficient evil superhero ever. Really? It's kind of awesome.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah.
1: But anyway. Yeah,
0: so, yeah.
1: He's teaching them never to trust anyone and to fight each
0: other and yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, and then there's Thor in Hyperion, which I already talked about. And then there's a giant robot thing that apparently is a big deal that I've never really heard of before in my life. Uh, I, think, I think the High Evolutionary, he just built it. No, they called it a Terminus, didn't they? Isn't that a thing? That sounds like a thing. Right, but I
1: think he had just built that
0: one. Okay, but apparently that's a
1: thing, though. Yeah, I guess. Okay. I don't know too much about the High Evolutionary, aside from what Hickman's written about him before. Um, I mean, I, know, I understand his general deal. He's kind of like a human um, ex-Nilo. He just wants to Well, I think he's kind of
0: like the supervillain form of, uh, what is it, Dr. Monroe or whatever the, the classic sci fi story is on um, the Island of Creatures?
1: Oh, Dr. Uh, the Island of Dr. Monroe. Monroe, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Well, yes, I mean, that was what you saw more in this, in those two issues, but he's more of just a, he's general, ge- generally trying to evolve everything around him. Yeah. Kind of like Ex Nihilo, only more yeah, that's like right. clearly evil. <laughs> So that's going on. You have a really fun issue. I think it was issue eleven or twelve, which was a whole bunch of the Avengers go to Vegas, Madripoor, oh,
0: which, which is, is a which is a which which is is Vegas, fake
1: yeah. Eastern Euro- European country with a lot of supervillains. I love that issue. I mean, you got Shang Chi like kicking a bunch of, of villains' butts. That's was a good side story that ended up being the main plot. Yeah, you have yeah, uh, you have Black the, Widow just being. Real Black Widow, which I think you see yeah, a lot less really of. Really dark these days. Black Widow, and her—it's her Captain Marvel um, and uh, Spider Woman kind of dealing with trying to get some information. While Spider Woman goes more with Sunspot and Cannonball, who then start just uh, based—they're they're trying to infiltrate these AIM agents and like learn information yeah. about to keep them busy. But then at a certain point, they're just like, when everybody figures out who everybody is, they're like. You know what? Let's not fight. Yeah. Well, well the Abe agents all, all have their helmets
0: on. Yeah. Well. And, yeah. But they yeah. figure out
1: who the Avengers. And are. and then they're like, guys, can we not? Can we not do this one night?
0: And like two of the agents are like, yeah, yeah, we can. We we can do that. I I don't want to get my face beaten in. I'm good with that. And the third one's like, no, we have to report this to Abe. And like eventually, you see
1: him tied up, and the rest are just drinking together. And, and then eventually, uh, Sunspot or Cannibal, I forget which one, hires the other two basically as it's his... both of them, yeah. He, as their minions, basically. Yeah, because they're like, you want to come work for us instead of AIM? Like, that sounds awesome.
0: Yeah, because the, the AIM guys were like, you know, it'd be really great not to like get beaten up all the time. That'd be great. Like, really nice. Can we, can we do that thing? And they're like, like, yeah, you want to be double agents for us? And then they're both like, well, what do we do about Dave? And they look to the guy all tied up, and he just got his head down. He's like, crap. And then, yeah, you don't see really what
1: happens to Dave after that. Uh, do I I love what Hickman does with AIM. He is like long-standing in his Marvel stuff. Done a lot of things with AIM in Fantastic Four, now here in Avengers, and uh, not New Avengers yet, I don't think. But a lot of stuff with AIM, and he he seems to have a genuine affinity for the characters. And he's it's weird because he's turned them into kind of a serious threat. I mean, not saying that they've never been yeah. a serious threat before, but he's really kind of ramped it up but also injecting a healthy dose of levity yeah. into all the stories with them. I mean, with those guys later on with um the AIM agent whose wife had just been had just given birth, so he was taking some of those ideas on one of the pods and like playing music for yeah. it and stuff. And it's also cool to see like he's introduced a lot of like minion characters mm-hmm. to AIM because AIM is generally faceless and you'll you'll have one or two named guys, but he's had characters that he created for, like, AIM, like, mid-level managers that carried over from Fantastic Four and FF to Avengers. And it's pretty cool to be like, oh, it's that same dude again. Like, he's really building towards something, apparently, that he keeps using these same characters, you know? Well, uh, and I should say, well, first off, I can't remember if it was on the podcast, but I thought Sunspot and Cannonball. Were a thing, yeah. You you thought they were boyfriend and boyfriend. Yeah, they're not. They're just like best friends, and they okay. have been since the eighties. Yeah, uh, see, yeah. I did
0: not realize that. So it's the like the original comic was... book romance. Okay, yeah. So I don't there's... know if I quite say
1: original, but it's like, but it's one of the yeah. probably one of the first ones to use that term yeah. at least.
0: So I, you know, I'm reading along. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. They're all, and then you were like, no, they're not. I'm like, oh, okay. Now I got to reread all that and then <laughs> view that differently. But um, it it's when I said earlier about um. This seeming like a Hickman story that they just put the Avenger title on, I think that issue is really what drove that idea home for me just because I realized how much out of suit stuff there is um out outside
1: of their superhero costumes, yes, say,
0: exactly, so that whole mission even that the, one definitely even even the um the zebra kids issues, sure, they were in their costumes, but you know, until you got to the high evolutionary, it was just kind of like they're running a summer camp. Right. right exactly. You know, so it's it's a lot, you know, and... But
1: I, I would say those issues have been the exception. Otherwise, they've been on Mars, they've been all over the world investigating the pods, fighting AIM, fighting, um, well, Starbrand, which we'll get to in a
0: minute. Yeah, the whole and the whole thing in Canada, but... Uh, when you work in that, when you work in what's going on with all the things in the different
1: world, the whole issue that takes place in Canada, like that, well, we'll get to that. But that is a crazy issue. Yeah,
0: to me though, that that does not seem like, and I'm not saying this in any negative way. Should form. I love it. It doesn't seem like a superhero story as much as just a straight sci-fi spy kind of story. With like, a lot of superheroes that
1: involved. involves superheroes. Yeah, I, I can understand that. And some people that's a turnoff. Not yeah. for me, and apparently not for you either. Yeah. But uh, I know some people who just don't like it at all. And you know what? To each their own. I'm not saying you're stupid for not liking it. It's just not your thing.
0: Yeah, you want want Thor flying around. There's
1: plenty of things I can recognize as good that don't interest me. Yeah. You know?
0: And, And I think part of what it is is more and more I'm coming to appreciate non-superhero titles. I think we... I mean, we did an episode on Saga. You mm-hmm. know, it's... We've very made clear that we love Lock and Key, you know, stuff like that. So I, I'm gaining an appreciation for... I mean, not that it wouldn't have superheroes, not that it doesn't have fantastical things, but, you know, that kind of thing where it's, you know, more aside, more outside the costume kind of stuff, which is also one of the reasons I like Invincible is how much outside the costume
1: right. stuff is in that, but... I mean, well, it' I mean. it's weird, you know, it's a slight tangent here, but I do find it interesting when people complain that... It, People will complain, at least on Reddit and various message boards, and this is certainly not... People complain on Reddit. <laughs> I'm saying this is not, certainly not exclusive to, like, people only complain, because lots of people really like it. But a common complaint I see is that Hickman doesn't do characterization. It's all big plot stuff and no character stuff. And first off, I mean, I categorically disagree. I mean, there's a lot of big yeah. plot stuff. But for me, one of the things I really love about Hickman is what it would take most writers a hundred words to say in terms of characterization, like hundred to, to, to get across a part of a of a person's character, it would take most authors, let's say a hundred words. Hickman can get that same amount of characterization across in ten. And that's something I really appreciate. So it doesn't always look like there's a lot of character stuff going on, but it's there. And see, I I agree with your premise. I disagree
0: slightly with, with that point in that if I had never read any of his Fantastic Forerun and my only exposure to Hickman was this Avenger series and I don't know if I mentioned this to you before, like, this seems all character development right now. Like, we're you know, 15 a lot of issues in, and sure, there's definitely been plot Major stuff, plot stuff as well. But right. issues 4 to 12 were pretty much just character stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of issues. That's how many months of just character development. Right. And very little big plot development. Now, granted, once, you know, the whole Starbrand thing and... Night Mask and all that stuff really comes to play. It starts to change, but even that is still character driven. Yeah, we absolutely. You know, big plot development. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's all, it just seems all character development to me. And so I don't
1: understand how people could not say, or could say he does not do character Well, and another stuff. thing people will say is that, like, well, I want stories about Captain America and the Avengers I know, and these are, ca- the character development that's there is about these characters I don't care about. Yeah. Captain again, Universe, it's, it's, Hyperion, it's, it's, and to me it's like, yeah, but that's the point, you already know and care about Captain America, so he doesn't need to spend four issues on Captain America, you get Captain America, uh, yeah. you don't understand Hyperion, or at least this Hyperion. Read, read when, yeah, read the Cap title, like... Yeah, exactly, this is Avengers, if you want to read an Iron Man story, read Iron Man. But again, yeah. that's the other thing, it's so many different members that
0: you don't normally see, that's why it doesn't feel, and even, you can say the exact same thing with the new Avengers, granted... You know the Illuminati is a you know much concept smaller cast. Is a much more. But my point is, it's something that's existed in the New Avengers before. Like it's still not what New Avengers... It's still not the Avengers cast. Cast, and I think that will throw a lot of people off. Well, I can see. Is that. they
1: want you know they want the movie. They want the six. Although generally response seems to be people are saying I love New Avengers. I like Avengers.
0: Which really? I find interesting.
1: Yeah, I, I would have not have guessed that.
0: See, I would say the exact opposite. I love Avengers. New Avengers I'm along for the ride but just because I know obviously the two are going to merge at some point not like the titles right. will merge but the storylines are going to merge And, at and some for point. me I would
1: say I love New Avengers and I really 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 like Avengers. Like it's just okay. a slight tick below love but I can see it getting to there very okay. quickly.
0: you know. Yeah, I mean New
1: Avengers. Is- so so you brought up Canada. So yeah. let's backtrack a little bit. Canada Before we get to Canada is relevant finally. <laughs> <laughs> um you know, those those evolutionary pod bombs sent from Mars that landed on Earth. Yes, Ex not sending any more, but the Avengers are still having to deal with the ones that are already yep. here. And so they quarantined them, that's where they got the Zebra Kids. They landed a bunch of places over the world. One on AIM Island, which is where AIM comes into play pretty heavily. And for at least a long time... I didn't think it was on AIM Island. I thought it was in uh, the North Pole. Either it landed on AIM Island, or it landed in a place controlled by AIM, and they took it to AIM Island. Because it's okay. on aim island we're we're talking about
0: the icicle, right, the one thats shaped like an icicle, the one that opens up,
1: obviously, yeah, I guess it's shaped like an icicle. Yeah. I never really paid that close of attention to um, its attributes, yeah, but uh, visual attributes, if you will, it was just a pod to me, but the end avengers, at least in the beginning do not know about the aim one, and so aim's got control yeah. of one, and, and the Avengers just know about the other if if that's the seventh, they know about the other six or if that's the fifth the sixth they know, they know about the other yeah. five, regardless wait, wait,
0: wait, brain, wait because there's this there's the because it's all it's all
1: vital systems in an organic structure, right? So ba- basically, they find that these sites are evolving into basically not ecosystem, but organelles, body parts, basically. organs for Earth, basically. Yeah. So one site is re- evolving into a, a brain for Earth. One is evolving into a communication system. Yeah, you know, uh, I- self defense, which
0: is the one on the Name Island. I'm trying to remember the the Blockhead guys is um, repair, I believe, and then Canada, I think, was the. F-
1: Fifth, and then also the Zebra, Australia, kids. and that one which was in the Savage Land.
0: Okay, yeah. So Savage Land was was the uh, was the kids. Then there was the one in the Arctic because I remember that clearly because it just said
1: population one. Because ev- there was a series when they did like each site. I think the- we still don't know. That's not the aim one then. I think we still don't know what that is.
0: No, I'm pretty sure that's that one because it said self defense. Because he oh. he went through all the systems and he said. Self-defense, and then there was the little picture of it, and it said population one, because it was in the Arctic where nothing was. Oh, and then there's the one with the with the ninjas around it. That one's the one I for- always forget about. There's this just purplish pod, and then these ninjas are like sitting around it
1: meditating. That one I can't remember off the top of my head. It looks there's like a lot it, of stuff, yeah. you know, going on. So, but so one of the first ones they go to after the zebra kids one is they get basically word from Canada that we thought we had this one under control. We sent Alpha Flight in to, like, investigate, everything went bad. Canadian-based superheroes, what do you expect? And I mean, honestly. <laughs> well, I mean, Alpha Flight's pretty well-known and pretty cool characters, but... Not anymore. Yeah. So the Avengers are called in. The issue's told a little bit out of order, kind of on yeah. purpose. Oh, yeah. And they basically have to go in and find out what happened, and it is a freaky issue. It's, yeah, it's... Particularly that one panel where you see uh, the one mem- female member of Alpha Flight whose name escapes me off the top of my head. Polaris, maybe? Norse? I, I think Northstar's like her brother. Yeah. Um, so I want to say Polaris, but, like, her body's been turned to, like, a husk, and, like, there's no eyes I- in her skull. I didn't think she was a husk. She's, like, hollow. I think she was, like, hollow. I thought I thought her eyes were different, but she just got cosmically changed. Or Either way, I just remember <coughs> turning that to that panel and be like, that is the stuff of nightmares. Yeah. Whatever that is, that is not
0: cool. Yeah. That whole that whole issue was just kind of heavy in like a, not in a great way. Like... In a creepy way. I in know. a creepy way. And the whole panels with the, you know, the whole time stretch thing. You know, it was, it was uh, uh, what's the movie with Jodie Foster? Contact, Contact. or whatever. Where, you know, Oh, there were. She just dropped through the thing, but the what does the video camera say? She it was
1: experienced like, time when everyone else saw no time.
0: Past. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, same thing where everybody, you know, w- lived in every point of their existence all at once, but it only took place in like five minutes, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, it's really weird. So, a, I, I thought it was cool, but weird. Certainly weird. Yeah. I thought it was cool. Um. So that was there, and now basically. Over the last couple issues, the signal starts being sent from the different points. Yeah, the communication one woke up. Right. Well, the brain woke up first. Right. Which so I guess we should talk about the new new universe stuff before we get into the. Well, yeah. So the, the whole yeah the whole universe itself, and there's a system, and it's, it's broken. broken. It's been very clear. The last white event.
0: And then there's like interdimensional waypoints, and they're all dying, which I think is obviously going to come into play a lot more
1: with New Avengers. It's just mind-blowing. So the, the the look on Pierce's face, just to describe, is one of confusion but interest? Yeah, it, well, because there's, like, this purple
0: goo stuff or whatever that was in that issue that destroyed that intergalactic waypoint, mm-hmm. interdimensional waypoint.
1: That was the... what was that called? It was called the, the, the superstructure? The something structure? I just thought it was called, like, the waypoint or whatever. I think there was a term for it. But, so... So we've talked about in New Avengers where you've got the universe is collapsing in on itself. One... The multiverse, rather. So one yeah. universe at a time. So like those two balls that
0: swing and then it goes, the other one click, carries the click, momentum, click, click, except yeah. instead of that...
1: That would be a Newton's Cradle, I believe? I don't remember.
0: Except for that, they smash in between and then everybody does. Yeah, at the end.
1: So, that's all connected into this. Captain Universe, who is um, kind of crazy, uh, turns out that Uh, the the power cosmic, the the universe itself, because it's dying, it sought out a new host, and because it's dying, it sought out a host that was compatible with its current state, who happened to be a woman in a coma, who had been in a coma for ten years. Oh, (laughs) now, quick aside. Is she, like, the Captain Universe, or is there one for every dimension? As far as I know, Captain Universe is, like, a universal, like, a a multiversal constant. She, okay, so she is the representative for the entire multiverse. As it's basically, yes, the power of the universe in general, okay. the multiverse in general, is Captain Universe. As far as I know, I don't think we've ever seen an alternate universe Captain Universe. Okay. But that power, the power cosmic, the yeah. suit, if you will, which is the embodiment of the universe, travels from host to host. Spider-Man has been Captain Universe at one point in a what-if story, I believe. I believe it was a what-if story. Anne And May was. Um, no, <laughs> Cap- no. Spider-Man was in the 616 for a while. Oh, was it? Yeah. Um, and it was, was the same that, costume. Was he that just had during... Webb, oh, okay. Uh, Pattern on his chin. Was
0: this during the, I need a different identity, so I'm going to be a, a golden guy that flies around the city? No, this was 80s, I believe, in the 80s. Okay,
1: yeah. all right. This was not during the, the Slingers or Stingers period. I don't know, with Prodigy, that was so weird. Prodigy, uh, was Prodigy there was a shadow-based one, there was a beetle-type one. A beetle-type. You know. Yeah, but there were several. Anyway, um, that's a little bit before our time. Well, in, t- in terms of reading comics. I yeah. know about it, but not a ton. But so, this is a new host for her. This is a host that the universe has never had before. Yeah. And because the universe is broken, the system is broken, her host is broken, you have a deus ex machina character, kind of, it could be, a character who could just show up at any point and go, boom, I win. But Hickman's way around that is to basically have it where... Her moments of saliency
0: <laughs> are, are about
1: pie. Are few and far between, and often about pie. So the, the dessert, not the mathematical. Yes. Uh, Although I'm con- fully uh, expecting it to have like a key role in something. I would not be surprised. That would yeah. be a very common thing to do. Um, but so she doesn't show up and just fix things normally. It's happened a couple times, and it's usually been somewhat minor stuff plot wise. Yeah. I mean, she did like fix a city at one point, but it wasn't like saving the Avengers' lives. It was just she saved the lives of a bunch of people. But um, so she's made it very clear. She she's made it clear what's happening in New Avengers to some of the other characters, not the Illuminati and all that. But just that there's a problem in the universe; things are going bad. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, because I'm about to say I don't think she's made anything clear at all. She's made things somewhat clear to us as readers. I don't think anyone other than Tony Stark has really been able to pick up on most of the stuff, and that's only yeah. because he already had a large piece of the puzzle.
0: Yeah.
1: Everyone else is just kind of like, "So this woman's crazy." Except for Shang Chi, who's like, "I was about to say he, he, he also kind of. He's yeah. like very cool with you know helping her through her trauma. You mean Bruce Lee wannabe? Well, that's essentially who the character was designed to be. Yeah. So Tony's working with Adam, that guy they took from Mars, the new evolved human, trying to figure out what his deal is. And he thinks he's worked out that the guy's name is Black Veil vale from the, the Builder Code. Yeah. Well, at one point, Captain Universe, in one of her rare moments of saliency and clarity, mm-hmm. comes in and goes, uh, You're close. <laughs> it's actually Black Ma- or Black Mask. Mask. Not Black Veil and Night Mask. Same amount of letters, two similar words. Like Melody Bond and River Song. Yes, very very similar, actually. I, I would not be surprised if that was a covert Doctor Who reference. Yeah, on I don't know if he's a Who fan or not. I'll have to ask him sometime. Which, which, I mean, obviously, since this will come out later, tomorrow. Tomorrow is a big day. Tomorrow, as we record this, um, they're going to apparently be announcing the 12th Doctor. Yep. So, so Internet, prepare your bu- well, you'll, you'll already know by the time you hear this, um, so you'll be ahead of us. But anyway, Nightmask. That's a huge deal to some readers. Yeah. I'm guessing not to you, just nope. reading the name. Do you know, if I say the term New Universe or New Universal, do those things mean anything to you? I mean, they made the Ultimate Universe, but other than that, no. Okay, so in before either of us was born, Pierce, I believe in 1986, there was this thing that Marvel released called New Universe. It was a whole new line of books that existed separate from the 616. As far as I know, they didn't stop the 616. This was kind of like the Ultimate Universe in that it was just happening simultaneously. And the idea behind the new universe, as I understand it, was this was going to be a world much more closer to the real world. You know, the Marvel 616, compared to, like say, a DC Universe, is... Already close to the real world it's more, yeah, mm-hmm. but it 's more but there's still a lot of crazy things it 's still there. very much like new york 's a crappy place to live because it 's getting <laughs> taken over every other week, yeah, yeah, but I mean it 's got real cities it 's not metropolis and Gotham and Star City or whatever Coast. Um, yeah, and so Marvel decided but we 're going to do something we 're going to have this brand new line of books you know, six or seven of them I think that would be very close to the real world. It would happen in real time, each issue that comes out would be a new month. Like, there'd be several books, but each each issue would take place in the month it came out. Okay. And so there would be realistic aging of the characters, there would be a few people gaining powers, but it would be the real world, real time progression, and much smaller cast in terms of superheroes.
0: I think that that's good, especially because, I mean, if you're talking about the 80s, Marvel in the 80s was like... Well, everybody in the 80s was going... Was all like, oh, everybody gets guns everywhere. and That was more... Muscles, mus- all the muscles. That was
1: after that, really, but really the early 90s. Late 80s, early 90s, 89 and up.
0: Okay, because I am um, about to say, like, a realistic
1: thing would have been a nice touch in comparison to <laughs> that. But, yeah. So it lasted, I want to say, like, two years. It had some fans, and then it kind of just fell apart Yeah. in 2006 I believe Warren Ellis who's a comic book writer who's even if a name you don't know off the top of your head you've read some stuff by him he's a very good writer I enjoy him he loved that concept so he brought it back and there was I remember it coming out I never read any of it but it was called New Universal and it okay. was basically same idea same character archetypes but different characters so a black mask uh, or I'm sorry a night mask a, a, a star brand several others yeah and they were involved with these things called white events, which was what started those new universes to have superpowers. See, all right, so now you're saying all these things, and i have to go back and read it so that I or understand. Or just read the Wikipedia page. It's okay. pretty interesting and pretty compact, and you'll, you'll get the basic concepts. So, Hickman apparently also really loves the universe. Yes. And so the idea is, this is the last white event. The universe is breaking down, and the superstructure that is basically a representation of the multiverse where the builders and people related to them can view the multiverse and can basically prepare universes for things yeah. by sending them white events to create super 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 powered superheroes who can protect their their, their earths yeah their respective earths basically goes we're dying the whole thing is collapsing it's time for the 616 to get its white event yeah and it's apparently the last white event and because the universe is broken, it doesn't go very well. Nope. But it turns out that Adam is Nightmask, who's one of them. Another one is Starbrand. And then others should be showing up, they're not. though The white event basically was a somewhat of a flop. It a didn't misfire. Yeah. Um, yeah, a misfire, if you will. So Captain Universe is, like, helping the Nightmask and uh, uh, Starbrand a little bit with helping them out. But basically, Starbrand is kind of a jerk and a kid who doesn't understand how to use his powers. Well, he was a kid who got bullied, who was a nobody, I mean... You know, and and well, when he first gets his powers, he accidentally blows up his entire high school, killing college, everybody. Yeah, or college, yeah, and just kills everybody. Kills David Tennant. Um, yeah, there's a couple characters who look like real people, and so after the Avengers like fight to subdue him because you're like, um, even if he's not like a bad guy, this is still a problem. Which which kind of for me seemed uncharacteristic
0: a little bit. There's this kid naked in the middle of this giant burning lava crater crater. Like you know, I expected. Cap's response would be a
1: little bit more like, that was a common complaint I saw. Although yeah. I felt more like the kid was very antagonistic. Oh, the kid! Was, the kid was was and a butt so super powerful that they didn't really have the ch- they, they couldn't really take the chance of letting him get the drop on them. Yeah, but I mean, th- my thing is like, all right. So granted, he he clearly showed his
0: you know how big of a butt he was, <laughs> you know, and you know he launched the Hulk into space, blah 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 blah, you know. But my thing is like. I see a kid in the middle of a smoking crater, I don't instantly
1: think, yep, that kid purposely made that giant crater to kill everybody. Well, like, I don't, I don't think they thought he purposely did it, just that because he doesn't know how to control his powers, it likely will happen again. We've got to stop this now. Yeah. You know, because big things are happening all across the world. We don't have time for this. Yeah. You know. Which, and can I say, I, I do admire, and
0: I this was probably in his um, Fantastic Four run, but I think he has a realistic impression of... All right, So I admire that Spider-Man always, wa- well, I mean Peter Parker, always wanted to keep everyone alive. And so when I really started reading Spider-Man, it was Spider-Island, He, you know, everybody lives, you know, I finally get to do it, everybody lives. And Spider-Man's he, mantra he, for um, a while
1: now has been, nobody dies. Yeah,
0: exactly. Hickman just kind of recognizes that that's not going to happen. He takes
1: a very pragmatic approach to superheroes. Yeah. Especially the smart ones, like we talked about with New Avengers, where it's... Guess what? Sometimes you have to do terrible things to save lives, you know. And yeah. you don't have to like it, but you do have to do it, or everyone dies. And yeah. it's your fault for not doing the terrible thing. Yeah. And it's 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 meant not to be an easy decision, but it's meant to be realistic in this world of capes and tights and multiverses and white events. Yeah.
0: You know. And see and so I think that's why honestly I hope Hickman's writing does have an impact. Like it changes the status quo for what the Marvel universe, the direction they're going. I agree. So I think that would be a really nice change. I mean, not away from striving for everybody lives, but just, you know, it's not every two issues is going to be, you know, oh, someone's attacking the city. Yeah,
1: I beat them. Yeah, everybody's happy every
0: day, you know? But yeah. There's been
1: no issues so far of someone's attacking the city where you've got to stop them. There has been... There there was the high evolutionary, which you can count. But in the terms of supervillains, and even he was like he was getting involved with what they were already doing. Like, there yeah. hasn't been any issues of, we've got to fight the supervillain now because he's got an evil plan. Yeah. It's been, the plot is happening, and sometimes supervillains get involved, and sometimes we have to fight people, but it's more part of this larger it's, thing. It's, it's Kirkman-esque, a little bit, yeah. which I like. And, you know, I
0: always reference Invincible, because I think it's still my favorite, even though it's gotten really dark. Um, You know, just the whole... There is an overarching storyline, there's no one or two shot issues, it's a story, and then they work people in, which
1: I admire when people do that, so... And now, with Infinity, which we'll get to in a few minutes Thanos is coming in, so...
0: Ooh, Thanos!
1: There's gonna be some... And now granted, not with the Avengers so much, but with the Marvel Universe, and with his story, there's gonna be, like, big-time supervillains, one of the biggest-time supervillains for the Marvel Universe. But so, Tony Stark had been building this Dyson Sphere, Dyson Sphere, rather, around the Mm -hmm. Sun... Um, I think it's remember what it's involved with the um the new Avengers multiverse thing isn't that why he was building it?
0: yeah, that was so in new Avengers, everyone was all like, all right, uh, we're all gonna build our best way to go kill all the planets ready break yeah so his, this his was sphere around the sun yeah. to like
1: harness the power of the sun well and, like, I thought it was like it. I thought it was like a ring around the earth that reflected the sun well it's around the the sun that's reflect can reflect that light. I think it was designed so he could like use it as basically a target a directional weapon. Okay, see, I thought it was more close to the Earth as opposed to the Sun. Pretty sure it's directly around the Sun, built around there. But, anyway, well, he takes, they take Starbrand and Nightmask up there, basically... Well, well, first the two of them
0: go to this different dimension. They go to Mars? No, they go to the, remember where I talked about that, that waypoint place? That got eaten by the pink goo well, thing? Right, they do go there first. They go there first, and that's when uh, Universe shows up, and she's all like, do you want my help or no? Because, what do you, you just want pie? Yeah, because it's going to suck. You'll get by. It's going to suck, though. And they're like, okay, fine, we want your help. And then they get arrested, and then they go to prison. And then,
1: and so it's not, I mean, yes, it's a prison, but it's it's basically we're going to put you here because we're we're aware, and you are now aware as well, you can't control your powers. Yeah. And to keep everyone safe, we're going to put you far away from Earth for now until you can learn to use your powers. Yes. And so Adam Nightmax goes with him to be like, "I'll help you learn your powers." And I don't know if you've read those issues where they were working on that in the Dyson Sphere. No, I'm, I'm, t- yeah, I'm two issues behind. So. so they're they're working on that in the Dyson Sphere, and then eventually they're like, "Well, your powers are pretty much you don't fully understand them, but you understand them enough to be able to control them." Yeah. So they go to Mars. So now they're on Mars with Ex- Niccolo okay. and, and Abyss, and they're like, "Hey, Dad, what's up? Let's uh, let's find out or at least." night mask is let's let's uh let's figure out what we're going to do next so this heads us into infinity yeah the pods this is still an avengers but the pods start communicating we talked about this before yeah um they're trying to communicate at least they're trying to communicate between each other but a lot of them are, are quarantined so it's becoming a problem including the one on Name island which they don't know about <laughs> and so every time the signal goes out between them all power on Earth cuts out for, like, eight seconds. Yeah, oh yeah, I forgot Planes about that. Planes are yeah. falling out of the sky, nuclear plants are going into meltdown, etc. You know, big problems all across the world because the power keeps cutting out for eight seconds at a time while these pods try to communicate with each other. And really, it seems the linchpin is the one on AIM Island because that one's being completely shielded from the signal mm-hmm. until, we mentioned this before, the one AIM agent who recently, his wife recently had a kid, and he was talking about yeah. how his wife w- would play music for the for the baby in utero to, like, garner a response from him. He's like, so I thought maybe I could do the same thing. And so he recorded the signal, and he played it to the pod. Yeah. At which point the pod opens, something comes out, and destroys everyone, and escapes AIM Island. Oh, but he just had a kid. And heads to one of the other sites where, well, he's still alive, because he's talking, well, I don't know if that one's still alive, actually. He might be dead. Anyway. The the Avengers at the various sites like trying to stop like these giant blockheaded things that have evolved and like basically yeah they're just, weird they're, they're kind of cool I love their design it's very Greek um, they, they, they just make me think of the blockheads from uh, freaking what's it from Gumby Gumby <laughs> in a way yes I can see that they also remind me of the the Living Tribunal which we have not talked about yet mm-hmm. which is big that's a major spoiler but the Avengers are like tr- going around trying to like keep everything in order when all of a sudden this kind of vaguely destroyer looking robot the, the destroyer from Thor, okay. comes rocketing out of AIM Island towards them and knocks them all out. Oh, really? Like, completely takes them out, and that's where the last issue pretty much ends off. AIM is like, we're going to go back and get our baby back, get our toy back. And the Avengers are laid out unconscious in, I think, maybe Perth, but one of the one of the sites that the pods landed in. And that's where Avengers has left off. Now, New Avengers is slightly ahead of that. In New Avengers, issue, the last one that came out, I think 9... Tony Stark is back on Earth because Tony Stark hasn't I been know. on Earth for most of this time. He's been off with the Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Yep, stupid,
1: stupid Tony Stark and the Guardians, and we already uh, talked about that one. I enjoy it, but um, he cheated on Pepper, and still bothers. Reed Richards is also not on Earth. He's off on his time and space, which, field trip. which, yeah, which, yeah, using uh, um, basically a, a hologram to like communicate with Earth. No, he's physically there. No, he's not. Sometimes he, he is. It's made pretty clear this last issue that he's not. He was in the beginning, because those stories took place before he left.
0: Well, I thought in the, in the issue with, uh, what's it called? With uh, Doom. With, yeah. Because he, he also holds items, and like,
1: unless it's the greatest hologram of all time. I think it, that's more what it is. It's like, he might be able to manipulate things with his hologram, but in, in the most recent issue, it's pretty much made clear he is not there. Okay. He is not there. Because he's talking just to Tony, and while he wouldn't give Doom a straight answer, he did, he was talking to Tony. And so Tony's back, and he's like, so how was your trip into space? And Tony goes, it was interesting, I'll tell you about it later. And you get a one-page cutaway to Tony flying past the moon. I did, I did see that, because when I just looked at Comixology, that was like their preview page with the Watcher. And then the Watcher, and then this big golden body lying either dead or unconscious on the moon. Whose crotch looked like it was shiny. Like Whole body is shiny. He's like no, but Caesar. there was like a glare on his crotch. Oh, I think that was actually his chest. Uh, was it? Yeah, oh, my for That is the Living Tribunal. Another name that means nothing to you. I can tell nothing at all. Let me put it this way: in the Marvel Universe, in the Marvel Multiverse, because as far as we know, there is one Living Tribunal. The Living Tribunal is second in power, natural innate power. He is second in power only to the quote one above all, the so Marvel Universe. Version god. of god. Okay. Nothing is more powerful than the Living Tribunal. Mm-hmm. Thanos took him out once with the Infinity Gauntlet. Okay. But that was like not Thanos' natural power. That was him using something. Yeah. We don't know whether the we don't know if the Living Tribunal is dead or unconscious. But either way, for something to lay the Living Tribunal out is huge. Yeah. Nothing has that power to do that. So we don't know what is happening with that. Because Tony's like, I'll tell you later, we've got more important fish to fry. Which arguably no you don't, because that's the most important thing that could ever happen in the Marvel yes, universe. Yeah, probably. And maybe, I don't know, could be related to the thing that you're dealing with right now? Could be. I don't know. It it was brought up on, like, Reddit. Does Tony even know who the Living Tribunal is? Or he just saw some giant golden guy. Yeah, he might not know, like, what a big deal it is. Whereas we as readers who know bigger Marvel stuff know that that is huge. And that happens on page two of the book. Okay. This is before Atlantis is destroyed and all those things. But it's made clear that Tony is just stopping at Earth to rally a couple heroes to watch over the place because the Avengers have already left to go fight the builders.
0: Okay. Now that is not Fighting the yet.
1: Builders? Oh, you didn't okay. That has not happened
0: in Avengers. Yet. Wait, fighting
1: the builders or fighting uh ex nihilo's people? I, I, don't, the builders know, I don't know that they necessarily know the difference. Okay. They're fighting they're going out there to meet whoever is fighting them. Gotcha. Because th- that signal got sent out to the robot thing on Aim Island. It also got sent out to the universe where another Aleph Perked up and started sending it orders. Okay. So everything is coming to head. Now, also into Avengers. So now Avengers. Now, also,
0: can I ask a quick aside? Sure. So so obviously, Stark's been jumping between books, right? He's in the two main Avenger titles and Guardians. How closely
1: tied is the Cosmic titles to the Avenger titles? Starting with the most recent issue of Guardians of the Galaxy, which came out two days ago as we record this, we know it's going to be tied in with Infinity. We also know Thanos is involved, because he shows up at the end of that issue. So, story-wise, so far, not really, aside from Tony being in it. Okay. Going forward, it looks like pretty heavily. And and same with Nova, or Nova's its own creature right now? Nova, I think, will be... Because Nova was set, like, five months ago. It was set before AVX, up until, like, the last issue. Okay. So, possibly, but it's unknown at the moment. Okay. Because I'd just be interested to see, because those being the cosmic characters, and given previous
0: you know thanos related things how heavily tied as specifically those two titles were to everything how much say hickman has if all if any at all whatsoever
1: w- in those two titles say over what happens in them or say, or pull in direction he could i don't think at the moment because it's bendis writing that i don't But think i mean the should. two of them together could take over the world but. <laughs> right but i mean like i don't think he's directly saying what has to happen at the moment, I think in terms of the outcome of Infinity, yes, that's him and okay. Editorial. But what they do inside of it is up to the okay. certainly.
0: Also, I want to steal Bendis, Hickman, Abnett, and Landing, and then force them in a room and tell them to write the greatest story humanity has ever seen in the history of <laughs> mankind.
1: I would probably leave out Bendis from that, just because he's not really my cup of tea, nothing against him, but... But actually, the, the, the more three... the more I read Ultimate Spider-Man, the more I love him, actually. Oh, that's fair enough. So... Me. But so... The Avengers have left. We don't know. We haven't seen them do it yet, but we know as of New Avengers, mm-hmm. the most recent issue, they have. So that's why Tony's like coming back to just, I'm here to grab a couple things, get my armor ready to go, and change then I'm, that I'm heading stupid off Earth. mask he has. Hopefully, um, I think he's still in the Godkiller armor. I think. Okay. Um, while this is happening, and we're getting all this other stuff, Wakanda and all that, we also have Thanos's generals showing up on Earth. Not just showing up on Earth, but showing up at the doorsteps of the few major heroes who are left on the planet. Okay. getting out of ships that are parked in front of Dr. Strange's house, <laughs> one showing up in Wakanda. And now, Infinity is basically this. It's the Avengers are going off into space to stop the multiversal collapse, even though they don't really know that, and fight the Builders, or Ex and his people, whatever. And Thanos goes, hey, this is a perfect timing for me to invade Earth, because nobody's there to protect it, really. All their big shots are off in space. I'm going to go down there with my army. Uh, he's not, not we don't even necessarily know that Thanos will be going to Earth, but basically I'm sending my army to Earth. It's a uh, reckoning time which and is the army from the movie, right? the Chitari? yeah no, I don't believe so. They might be involved okay. at some point,
0: because I also know the Chitari are making a move, and that's whole that's the whole nova story arc too it, I mean, they
1: could be involved, they could be like some foot so- soldiers, yeah. but it's more he's got these five generals. Who... I forget what the names of them are. One's like an... Obs- they all have bl- a form of the word black in their name. Mm-hmm. Like Obsidian, Knight, Corvus. It's, most of them are a combination Corvus? of the, the name of a blade. Like Corvus. Corvus. Oh, okay. And, say, how's that black? and a word for black. Okay. But there's five of them. They're pretty cool. Their designs have been released online. And that's okay. how you know Like when one of them is showing up in Doctor Strange's front yard. Big things are going to happen. So that's going to be Infinity. It's going to be a fight all across the universe. With the Avengers not even being home to stop the destruction. The Guardians are getting involved. I be- want... I want... There's something that I realized,
0: and I want it. I want it more than anything. I want a Thanos-Galactus fight. <laughs>
1: that could be kind of cool. Thanos is not... Er, Galactus is not currently in the 616. Where is he? He's in the Ultimate Universe. Oh, why? After um, Age of Ultron. There was the whole crack in the space-time continuum, and he got sucked into the 616. That's the whole hunger storyline that's happening right now, is Galactus, the Galactus Swarm from the Ultimate Universe, and... It's Atari, I believe, attacking the Ultimate Universe. Oh. Yeah. Big deal. Oh. But I want him to fight Thanos. Well, I'm, I'm sure it has happened at some point. Or it could happen again. Yeah. Just not right now. But I want it. So um, So there's going to be a new series called uh, Mighty Avengers, okay. which will be popping up. Which, is which gonna will be... be Hickman? No, he's not writing it. Um, okay. They, I think it will be introduced in, in Infinity, but they spin out of that. But it's not going to be written by him. But it's Luke Cage, okay. Ronan... Superior Spider-Man, a couple others that will be like basically the guys left behind on Earth who defend it while the the, the Avengers are off-planet. So we don't know a whole lot about that. Um, I'm not going to be buying it, I don't think. I'm only buying the two main ones because they're Hickman. Yeah. And while I do like some of the characters on there, and it's actually a very nicely diverse cast, a lot of racial minorities, a lot of female characters, and so I, I appreciate that and would like to support that. I just really don't want to add another book. Especially it's another team book when i are already reading so many, but that's about what we know about Infinity. Um, it's look it's shaping up to be awesome. I'm super excited for Infinity. Yeah, um, it's a big deal, and especially after the major disappointment, at least for me, that was Age of Ultron. Having yeah. a fully Hickman event is what I need as a palate cleanser. See, my thing and my thing with with Age of Ultron. I don't know if I got to rant on this. Is
0: it feels like. He had to rush it. Like it feels, Thing is, he didn't have to rush it at all. It's been on the back burner for four years. I, it has been. And I think in that four years, he probably developed so much, but then they're like, you get like ten issues.
1: Like, I feel like he wanted to do more and then couldn't. No, it was just it was supposed to happen two years ago. I knew and, that, yeah. You know, it was and it might have theoretically have at least fit in the timeline better then, it wouldn't have been a better story. Like, the scripts were written. He was just waiting on art to come in. Okay. Like, it's, I don't know, I I hated. it. I didn't hate hate it. it. I kind of liked it, but but that's just me. Do we have anything else to say about Avengers and Infinity, aside from the fact that we love them? I still want to know what that pink goo thing is. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see. I mean, Hickman is one of those guys, if you've never read his Fantastic Four FF run, or any of his other stuff, he plays the long game. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You will have clues and hints and side conversations where you're like, I understand the gist. I don't understand how this fits. Yeah. But if you stick with it long enough, eventually all those pieces coalesce and everything retroactively makes 100% sense. And you're like, that was the most amazing thing I've ever read. Yeah. So far. Could he let us down? Absolutely. But so far, his track record has been one of build slowly and then when the levees break. It is the, one of the coolest things you've ever seen.
0: And I think I said before, like, he is either a genius far beyond my comprehension or a dude who has no idea what he's doing. And but he's just, just really lucky. Yeah, <laughs> just puts together random elements that really seem to work, um, but that are just so far above people's heads. So, yeah, so I think that's all I got to say. So. All right, uh, this has been Jersey Shore. I'm Jordan from Jersey. I'm Pierce from Jersey.
1: Have a good week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Jersey Shore. You can contact us at Jordan at Legionofdudes.com. That's J-O-R-D-A-N at Legionofdudes.com, or follow me on Twitter at Jordan F R M Jersey.